There's war in Ukraine. There's COVID still lingering around. There's an economic downturn. What can we do? We can not speak hurtfully to other people. Shalom, everybody. Rabbi Edelstein here with Rabbi Eaton 3 coming to you as a live Facebook feed, but also available as a podcast. Uh, find it wherever you find your podcast, major directories, and so on. It's very good to be back here, um, actually, and the, and the live feed is always exciting. And I just, you know, you might have something negative to say uh, about, I don't know, my... <laughs> my shave, my tie, my would do not say anything negative. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Not saying anything negative. You know, it's funny because it's not funny. It's actually, you look at the world at, at large and those, much that is not funny at all. Cataclysmic events, wars and, and pandemics and whatever. It seems almost quaint, almost quaint, that this week's Torah portion, Bahar, talks about not saying things that hurt other people's feelings. It's actually strange that I find it quaint to say this. In other words, like, of course, there are terrible events happening, like we said, and we have to work to eliminate as much as possible evil, raw, wickedness on that global scale, if you will. But most of us, most of the time, thank God for that, are not battling global scale evil. We're getting up and going to work and talking to our friends and talking to our spouse. And we live here in the word, in and through the words we say. So when the Torah comes and says, no, no, to what's called onaat devarim, a grieving, oppressing, hurting someone, causing anguish to someone else through our speech, it's actually super, super important. It's an area of our lives we absolutely have control over right? Now, the Torah will plumb the depths, as it does, of our thoughts, of our subconscious. We have to try to dig down and purify even those deeper levels than just speech. Those are much harder to purify, to elevate, no doubt about that. Uh, But our speech, we might think, can I really control what I say? Of course we can control what we say. Of course we can control what we say. It takes work, it's hard, but you know, it's, it's an obvious point, really. The damage we cause each other in our lives, um, for most of us, is not in the realm of action. It's, sorry, I had to resume that. Um, the damage we cause to each other is not, thank God, usually in the realm of our action. We can read about that in the papers, um, but it's in the words, the hurtful, harmful words we say to each other. Now, you might say, oh, yeah, I've heard about this, right? This is this, you know, uh, the commandment in the Torah not to speak lush and hurrah, hurtful gossip. No, no, that's a separate commandment in the Torah. That's when I say to you, hey, John, Joe, that guy, he can't get his act together, right? When I say something negative for a non-constructive reason, just a derogatory statement, that's called lush and hara, horrible, equated in some sense to murder. It's it, it destroys other people's reputation in the eyes of others. It destroys ourselves because we debase our power of speech. But this is different and separate, related, but different. This is when just me to you, tete a tete, I say something that hurts your feelings. 
I make a cutting remark, I lose my temper. Not that Rabbi E ever loses my temper. My wife's actually in Israel now for a few days for a family simcha, so she, <laughs> she'd be chuckling if she heard that. I, I never lose my temper, but um, you can say something and hurt someone's feelings. Remember, of course, when I was a kid, I'm dating myself now really big time, but sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. A stupider aphorism, false aphorism was never said. Sticks and stones are terrible. I mean, they're good for like, you know, whatever, um, making sounds or whatever, little drum kit, but not to hurt other people. But your words are, if anything, more harmful. It's, it's then than what you can do with sticks and stones. Actually, they're both really harmful. And the Torah, by the way, prohibits us from hurting each other with sticks and stones. But okay, now, so we have Lush and Hara on the one hand, that's hurtful gossip, derogatory speech. And, and you know what? I must say now that almost every other week, one will see, I will see something, you know, social psychologists or whatever talking about the, the helpful, the beneficial, the salubrious effects of, you know, gossip, of, of you know, even saying something mean about someone because it, it, it creates a, a friendship between you and the person you're talking to. I'm sorry. The Torah says find better ways, more constructive ways of building that relationship between you and your friend and not by, you know, dipping your tongue in acid and, and firing off insults about someone else. Um, so whatever the social psychologists say, Torah says, no, no, try to find another way. Um, but that's Lashon Hara. This is called Onas Devarim. It's interesting. In the Torah portion, it's next to a section that talks about not oppressing or aggrieving your fellow person monetarily, not overcharging, not undercharging, a kind of a fraud in, in price setting or whatever. And that's called oppression or causing anguish in the realm of sales and commercial life. But this is onat devarim, oppression or, or causing grief with one's words. Now, it's interesting. I'll just say um, that right after it lists this prohibition, of course, one of the 365 prohibitions in the Torah. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, it says, each of you shall not cause verbal anguish, aggrieve one's fellow man. By the way, I should just point out, it doesn't specify that um, in the actual words of the Torah, of the written Torah in the book of Numbers, it doesn't say hurting someone with words. It just says, don't cause grief, don't, don't cause um, anguish, but it's in the oral law that it's clarified that this particular use of that word means insulting speech, saying things that hurt somebody else. By the way, it's a good lesson to remember Jewish people or non-Jewish people, one cannot understand the Torah without the uh, constant assistance and elucidation of the mission of the Talmud, the oral law, which explains and clarifies everything and, and tells us how to put into practice, even when we do understand the simple meaning of a verse, which is not always, it tells us how to put it into practice. In any case, the verse says, you shall not cause this harm to your fellow person, and you shall fear your God. You should have Yirat Hashem, I am Hashem your God. Now, why does it particularly put that reminder to have awe or fear of God right next to the commandment not to say things that hurt other people. So beautiful, our sages say, the great Rabbi Rashi quotes it. He says, because it's very easy to say, oh, you see, you make a comment, it has its effect, the person is upset by what you said to them, and it could be, I hate to say it, hopefully it never happens in domestic life, but it can happen, um, and ruin the harmony of a marriage, of a home, of a friendship. But okay, you say something intentionally, right? And it the arrow hits its mark. 
and then the person reacts. Often, you'll feel really bad, and that's a good sign. That's a good sign that you have a soul, a conscience, right? Um, but you'll feel bad when you see that the it stung. But then what you might say, and here's what the Torah is coming to head off, you might say, oh, I didn't mean that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 you misunderstood. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. I, 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 what are you talking about? I would never say something bad like that to you. You know, your catty little slip of the tongue, you pretend that it was with the intention was good and maybe you can fool probably not the person to whom it was directed because they can often tell but you can fool other people a lot of the time but the torah says you shall fear hashem your god you cannot fool him he knows the thoughts of your heart he knows if the piece of misleading advice you gave or the little you know drop of the tongue comment was with malice in your you know, in your heart with a negative intention or not. Hashem knows, and that's why it says you should have fear of God. By the way, it's not our topic now, and I have to go. It's getting late, uh, and I want to spare you. <laughs> I want to give you some time on your Friday afternoon. Um, but it's, um, you know, the whole concept of Yirat Hashem, fear of God, gets a very bad name, so to speak, and, and misunderstanding in our age. Um, it doesn't mean we're supposed to walk around, the Torah says we're supposed to walk around in constant terror of, you know, the deity who's going to, like, strike me down. No, no, that's that, that kind of mentality belongs to pagan uh, religions of old. No, fear slash awe of God, it's the same word in Hebrew, Yira, it means an awareness that nothing is lost, that I'm going to have to take full responsibility for the little nasty comment here, or the underhanded trick there, or the commercial deceit there, or the fudging of the tax returns there, or whatever. Not the IRS. Something way, way um, more awesome than the IRS is watching our tax returns and is, is watching us. Again, you say, that sounds scary. No, it's not scary. It's it's actually the, a wonderful corrective to um, our mindless attitude of going about life, you know, taking liberties with, <laughs> with law, with ethics, with other people's feelings. To remember, have awe of God. You'll have to answer and uh, an account for that those words one day if you don't rectify that in this world. So that's really, now, very easy to say, Rabbi E comes on and, you know, for three, five, ten minutes, how wonderful, watch your speech. Do I struggle with it? Of course I struggle with it. When you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you stub your toe, when you spill, I spilled a lot today, <laughs> at least two separate spills, milk, coleslaw, there was a, there might have been a third in there, okay, yes, it was, Starbucks coffee, I got good deed, one of my children, and it spilled in the car, okay, so I, I can't say that I actually, um, well, I wasn't, I didn't insult anybody else, but the truth is, when we speak harshly to ourselves, and that I was guilty of, I'll, I'll admit to you, that's also something the Torah would abhor, does abhor. And I guess I'll just say, so in closing, hard to elevate our speech, hard to curb our negative emotions. But again, here we're talking about not letting that come out to the level of hurtful, hateful speech. Um, sure, it's hard, but, you know, that's why we're in this world. The Vilna Gon, great rabbi in the 1700s, famously said, by far not the only one in Jewish tradition, but he zeroed in and said, why are we here in this world? Why were we sent into this world, our neshama, our soul, into a physical world, into a body with all its weird inclinations, some of them negative, as the Torah openly says, but a deep, pure, good soul at the core of who we are? Why was that soul sent into this world? 
exactly to elevate physicality, to elevate our speech, to elevate our actions. That means battling against negativity of thought, of action, and like we talked about here today, of speech. So is it hard? Absolutely is hard. Do you have to fight? Yes. Will you be defeated? Yes. Like Rabbi E was defeated in, the sp- <laughs> in a day full of spills and negative speech spilled out from me, from those spills. Doesn't matter. Get back up and keep fighting the good fight. That's really where, yes, and give to victims in Ukraine and pray for world peace and, and strive. And I, you know, I, I work in Washington, D.C., so I'm well aware of the global you know, nature of a lot of the discussion. And that's really important, of course. But day to day minute by minute, relationship by relationship, we have an opportunity with our words to, God forbid, chas shalom, cause pain. And we really should focus on doing beautiful things with our speech. Even if that didn't come out so eloquently, uplifting speech, of course. We need the reminder in the Torah not to cause pain, right? I, oh, I wanted to say that. I'm sorry that... Um, the idea, right, because many people say, well, Torah has so many prohibitions. Let's just focus on the positive. Do good. Say good things. Of course, that's the ultimate goal in life. We weren't put here just to avoid doing negative or bad things, but we need both. The Torah has, the Torah is never either or. It's both. We have prohibitions to remind us of how precious the feelings are of another people, the honor, and to be careful. Do not cause anguish with your words. And of course, we have the positive commandments. Love your fellow man like yourself. Do kindness, do chesed. We need to we need to fight offense and defense. Hashem gave us a beautiful book, a battle manual, Instructions for Life called the Torah. I've gone on way too long, but thank you for listening and watching if you watched. Uh, and yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. And I hope to talk to you again or see you again soon. Bye-bye.